This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, Small Devotional Tidbits to Stimulate the Spiritual Appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 192 is going to be from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11 reads, Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. The church at Thessalonica was good at comforting one another and teaching one another. And so Paul recognizes them for doing exactly that. They were encouraging one another to remain faithful, and they were using the Word of God in order to do this, teaching each other the Word of God. When we edify one another, when we instruct one another on what the Word of God has to say, John chapter 17 and verse 17, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy Word is truth. When we edify one another, and this means when we teach one another using the Word of God, which is truth, we can truly comfort one another with these things. And we need to grow in our ability to comfort one another with the promises of God, with the instructions of God as to how we are to live. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. Well, what does it mean that we need to be in one another's lives? Being a family is more than just meeting together once a week. It's meeting together as often as we possibly can. In Acts chapter 2, they met together daily. And so they understood what it meant to be in one another's lives. What else does it mean? It means we get together and do things as a family just to spend time with one another, just to have fellowship with one another outside of these walls. We can't be a fellowship. We cannot be a family if we're not getting together every opportunity that we have. If we make every excuse possible not to meet together with one another, not to gather at one another's houses, not to eat lunch with one another, not to eat supper with one another, not to spend time with one another, then we truly are not a family and we don't understand what it means to comfort one another, to edify one another. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. Turn with me to... Romans chapter 12, and let's read verse 15 together. Romans chapter 12 and verse 15. In this verse, we're going to learn one of the ways that we are in each other's lives and that we truly become family. When we do this, when we understand what Romans chapter 12 and verse 15 is talking about, then we truly understand what it means to comfort one another and to edify one another and to be in each other's lives truly as family. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 15, the Bible says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, edifying, teaching one another. When we rejoice with those who rejoice and we weep with those who weep, we learn what it means to be family. When somebody does something well, we rejoice. When somebody's family member comes to the Lord and is added to the body of Christ, where they become our brother or our sister in Christ, we rejoice with those families. It doesn't matter where that family is. They can be all the way across the country, all the way across the world, 
But when somebody enters into the house of God in obedience to God and becomes a part of our spiritual family, we should rejoice with them. Now, that's not the only time that we should rejoice with those who rejoice. What about weddings? We rejoice for those that rejoice. What about when somebody accomplishes something that is very hard to accomplish in their lives? When a child gets all A's in schools or goes to a college that is very prestigious. Whenever something good happens in one of the lives of our spiritual family, we need to be rejoicing with those people. But there's a second part here in Romans chapter 12 and verse 15 as well. Weep with those who weep. Those that have people in the hospital We should gather together with them because their family, the people that are in the hospital, should be family as well if they're a body of Christ, if they're a part of the body of Christ. And so we weep with them. We hurt with them. When one part of our body hurts, say if I cut my finger, my whole body hurts along with it. And since we are the body of Christ, when somebody spiritually cuts their finger, we should weep with those who weep. If someone has a family member that's fallen away from the body, and has hurt that family, then we should be weeping with them, and we should be mourning with them until that family member is restored to us. Or if someone loses someone to death, we should truly hurt with them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. We have to spend time with one another. If we're truly going to be the family of God, we have to get to know one another. We have to get to know one another just as well as we'd know our own physical brother or sister, just as well as we'd know our spouse, just as well as we'd know our own mother and dad. Paul called Timothy and Titus sons in the faith, and he spent a lot of time with Timothy and Titus. Over and over, we find that Timothy was with Paul when he was writing letters. Over and over and over again, he would tell Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, that he was to be a mentor to other people, just as Paul was a mentor to him. And so as disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. We truly are spiritual family. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are mothers. We are fathers. We should have spiritual sons and daughters in the faith, ones that we truly love and are raising within the faith. In Romans chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. And so in Romans chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, we see some more principles about being in one another's life. Because weak Christians are not just weak inside the assembly, they're weak everywhere. Strong Christians are not just strong within the assembly, they're strong everywhere. And the weak and the strong, they need one another. We need to be family with one another. And sometimes we're strong in some areas, and other people are weak in other areas. And the weak that are weak in other areas are strong in other areas. This is another reason why we need to be in one another's lives. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. We, then who are strong, ought to bear with the scruples of the weak. And this is done not only in the assembly, but when somebody is weak and they miss a service, we should be knocking on their door 
We should be helping them. We should be encouraging them to come along spiritually and to continue this walk because that's exactly what we would do for our own physical families. If there was one of our physical families that were hurting or were having trouble in some area, we would be there encouraging them physically at the best of our ability. Well, it's the same way with our spiritual family. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives Comforting, encouraging, and edifying teaching one another. And so we need to bear with the weak. And then in verse 2 of Romans chapter 15, it says, Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. And so if there's a problem going on in one of these weak neighbors where they're sinning, then we need to be edifying our neighbors. We need to be teaching them. We need to be trying to bring them back to God, understanding that the result of staying away from God, staying in sin, is being separated from God. Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. And if you die in that relationship with God where you're separated from Him, there's only one result to that, and that's spiritual death. Romans chapter 6, and verse 23, for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God's eternal life. This is another reason why we need to be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another, so that the end result of going to hell doesn't happen to any of our family members if we can help it. That's truly being a spiritual family. In Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says this, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, You who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. If we're not in one another's lives outside of the building, how are we going to know if they've fallen away? How are we going to know the sins that they have a problem with? How are we going to know and be able to help our family when they're tempted by things and help them to stay away from those temptations so that they don't sin? Ephesians or in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. This is family. This is people who spend a lot of time with one another, and they understand when one is hurting, when one's falling away, and they're able to go to them and help restore them in the spirit of gentleness, but also considering that this could be us as well, and we might need them to come to us one day. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. Then in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2, it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. When Jesus was asked, what is the greatest command in all the scriptures? He said, the first and greatest command is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. And then he said, the second is like unto it, to love thy neighbor as thyself. And so if we're going to do this, and this is what it's talking about, to fulfill the law of Christ is to love our neighbor to bear with one another, to bear one another's burdens. We cannot do this unless we are in one another's lives and we understand what those burdens are. How can I help you with burdens I don't know about? How can I help you with burdens that you don't share with me? You see, we've got to be family and we have to share our burdens. and We have to share our sins and our struggles and our temptations with one another. 
As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. In Galatians chapter 6, just a few verses down, in verses 9 and 10, it says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all men. But notice this next part, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So let us do good unto all men, but especially to those who are the household of faith. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. Let's never grow weary of doing good. Let's never grow weary of helping one another. Let's never grow weary of becoming closer as a spiritual family. Let's never grow weary. Let's never lose heart in doing the things that God wants us to do in loving our neighbor, in keeping the royal law. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let's not let an opportunity go by that draws us closer to each other and to God. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Notice that word, household. We are a household. We are a family. And therefore, we should be in one another's lives more than just an hour a day or an hour a week, more than three hours a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. We need to be in one another's lives as much as we possibly can, growing and maturing together as the household of God. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. In Hebrews chapter 3, and verses 12 and 13. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And so notice verse 13. But exhort one another daily. How can we exhort one another daily if we don't see each other more than once, twice, or three times a week? We are to be in one another's lives daily encouraging one another. And notice what happens when this does not take place. While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. When we're not spending time with one another as a family, when we're not in one another's lives comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another, then we allow each other to be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin because I need you and you need me to help each other on this walk. We can't do it on our own. We need each other. And if we don't have each other, then we're going to fall away. We're not strong enough to make this walk on our own. The devil is stronger than any of us. And we have to have Christ. We have to have his word. We have to have all parts of the Godhead as well as each other. Why? Because God has said we need each other. In Hebrews chapter 10, and looking at verses 22 through 25, it says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much more as you see that day approaching. As judgment day approaches, let us draw near to God in full assurance of our faith. 
and have our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. This is talking about baptism, being baptized in that water where our sins are washed away, Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, and our conscience is restored good by the blood of Jesus, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope that Jesus is going to keep all of his promises. Why? Because he's faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And then notice this next verse, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Notice nowhere in there does it say only on Sunday morning. It says not forsaking the assembly. This is any time the church is getting together to assemble. Why? Because this is where we exhort one another. This is where we take care of one another. This is where we strengthen one another and learn that we need more of each other in our lives. As disciples of Christ, we should be in one another's lives, comforting, encouraging, and edifying, teaching one another. So as we go about our lives today, let's just take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.